got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles. This is episode five. My name is Alex Alonso, and to my right is Reggie Wright, and to his right is James McDonald. Man, how you guys doing today, man? I'm good, my brother. How you doing? Oh man, just uh, seems like a nonstop, man, nonstop. Yeah, that's hard working man, hard working man. <laughs> so, how was your week, Reggie? You had a big week. I had a big no week. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> oh, so everything's good with you. Yeah, I'm good for today. Okay, I guess we ain't gonna go into that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe another episode. Okay. How about you, James? Oh man, mine was the grandbaby. You know, I'm raising my my daughter's son. Been having him for a year or so, a little over a year. Every weekend is me and him. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, every weekend. But last week, man, you wore this incredible T-shirt. Not even a T-shirt. It was a button-down shirt, right? No, it was just a T-shirt. It was a T-shirt. And yeah. on the back of the T-shirt, you had some rest in pieces, uh, some of the homies that were closely associated with you and Death Row Records. Yeah, well, everybody on the back of the T-shirt was close to me. Um, I've, I've known these guys for years, and, you know, they lost their lives. Uh, dealing with the the ins and outs of Death Row and all the BS that was going on. <clears throat> So I was just sitting back thinking of actually doing a T-shirt for our podcast. And the guy that did it put um, a documentary on the front instead of Gangsta Chronicles. So it turned in to be for, for, for the uh, documentary. But my whole thing was, how do I get these guys out here and so people don't forget them and forget what everybody went through? So... Instead of just being selfish and putting my brother on a T-shirt and saying, 
his Alger McDonald, he lost his life, you know, through death row. I sent him to get all of them. I I had passion, love for all of these guys. So I I had it hooked up. Uh, I had more faces to put on there, but it was just like a promo or something to see how it turned out and how everybody would like it. And everybody was, they loving it. They they want to order T-shirts. Everybody said that was a, that was a good look. And I appreciated that. So now I have people wanting to buy the T-shirt. I, I'm telling everybody that there's nowhere in the world I can sell that T-shirt and to benefit off of that. It, to me, it's like benefit off my brother. Well, you could so, sell the shirt and then give the proceeds to an important cause that's well, near and dear to you. What I did was hook, hook, hook my one of my homeboys. This is in Detroit, uh, Chicago, uh, New York, all over the place. They, they, all these guys is, is hitting me up, and he got links to all of them. So all of these guys and these girls are pretty much put sending in their sizes for the shirt. And I hooked them up directly with the guy that's doing the shirt, so I'm not getting a dime out of it. I don't want a dime out of it. So everybody, I have that shirt, and everybody, you keep, you'll you never forget these guys. You'll never forget them. Now, for those it, who... It, wait, wait, let me go cut ahead, you off Reggie. on that. Because if you know anything about James and Shug history, well, if y'all ever listen to our, pot, our, our stuff on, on Bomb First... You know he's gonna be a mad brother in a couple of years when somebody make a whole bunch of money off those t-shirts. Yes, somebody, somebody else might profit off the shirt. Do it. Well, that's somebody and he gonna else. Be a mad well, brother. You do it. Uh, you I do. ain't got you time for it right now. You right and help fight his uh, case <laughs> and get money to his lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do it. I, I love that. that. Yeah. Well, for those who want to check out the shirt, we got pictures posted on the Gangster Chronicles Instagram page, and we got close-ups. And let me just describe the shirt a little bit. There's five. People, even though there's more than five people that lost yeah. their lives, you put five on the back of the shirt, and there are pictures of all five of those on the Instagram page. And let's just talk about those five people. Uh, let's start off with uh, person number one, Wardell Pucci Foose, died July 24, 2003. Pucci was a member of the, you know, part of the uh, security on Death Road. Me and him was cool. Uh, we never really hung out and this and that, but. His 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 whole thing was the same as everybody else. He was killed over the same thing. So everybody on that shirt was killed basically for the same purpose. And I can I'm gonna try to elaborate on that in a minute. But um, Reggie knew more of Pucci than I did, but I chose to put him on there because Pucci and I didn't see eye to eye. But that don't mean just because he's gone, I just erase him. So I put him on there so people wouldn't think that I was being selfish or being a bigot or, or, or hating. So I put him on there so they can see that because a lot of people out there still like Poochie, love Poochie. So I put him I, I put him on there too. The next shirt is going to have eight. The next shirt is going to have ten. And, and I just want people to see that this right here, everything that happened to Death Row, it didn't only affect me. It affected everybody. All these guys got mama, kids, grandmamas, uncles. It affected everybody. So just wearing that shirt, it lets whomever that don't even know you see how these guys died and when they died. And that's what the shirt tells you. You don't have to ask who is Buntry, who is Hendog. The shirt tells itself. 
Now, and, Reggie, and, you spoke about Foos. Yeah, it's Fouts. Fouts. His name is uh, Wardell Fouts. Some people know him as Darnell Bolton, but it's Poochie, and he's better known. And um, and I'm saying that Reggie, this is Reggie's opinion, and Reggie's just saying that no one else here is that uh, that he's responsible for the murder of Biggie Small. How, how sure? How, how sure do you feel about that? Well, none of us sure, but that's what I believe from the um, investigation that was done by LAPD task force, with the along with the FBI, the DEA, and all of that. That you can find the the whole detail in in the book Murder Route done by uh, Greg Cadings. Are you over ninety percent? Over over ninety percent certain 95%. that that he was involved in, in Biggie's killing? Yes. Was he the driver of the green SS? He was the only occupant of the vehicle. Okay. And I guess a lot of people might have some, some negative to say about him if that's true. Well, you have people out there that want to believe the dirty cops, the Rampart cops, and all of that that has something to do with it, with the David Mack and all of that. But that's just old white men that um, had nothing to do with uh, the Tupac or the Biggie case that's pushing that narrative. Well, I think David Mack also owned the exact same car, and maybe that's why a lot of people linked his name to the killing of Biggie. So now we're going to say a cop is going to be stupid enough to a drive-by or assassination on someone in his own vehicle. Okay, all right. Yeah, um, I think we have heard of cops, dirty cops involved in shootings. So in their I mean, own personal vehicle. Hey, they I had think, one robbing a bank. Well, that was him. Own, yeah. That was him, but he oh, wasn't. Oh, yeah, he in, robbed. Man. He wasn't in his own personal vehicle. On that incident, he rented a vehicle yeah. and, and, and used another car. Yeah, but listen to this. Um, David Mack walked into the Bank of America on Jefferson and McClintock and robbed $700,000 that has never recovered as an LAPD officer. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh, I'm not saying nothing about dirty cops. Yeah. I'm not saying he wasn't dirty. I'm just saying he, what was his motive to uh, have a assassination on Biggie Small? No, I yeah. think that um, there is a lot a lot of evidence that probably points more to uh, Mr. Wardell. But I don't know for sure. You know? None of us do. Yeah, I, I'm not 90% sure like you are. I'm 95% 95% sure. 95% sure. Yes. Hey, he's a killer. I, I You know, I wouldn't put it past Poochie. I mean, the man gone. I'm not going to sit here and, and put more smut on him than he already got. Uh, the guy was a was a was a hitter, and 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 he he did that kind of well. I mean, he, I wouldn't put it past him. Were you a little hesitant on putting him on the on the shirt because you've had at least a dozen people you could have put on yeah, there? But I wanted the first shirt to say that I wasn't okay. Poochie and I was gonna put George on one and behind bars, but I said no, nah, that ain't a good look. But yeah, I was kind of like hesitant to do it, but then I said this is me, this is what I want people to see, so I put him on there. I didn't, it didn't matter. So everybody see it and it's like, wow, you put Poochie up there? Didn't Poochie have something to do with your brother? I was corrected by Reggie that he wouldn't even. There at the time, he was not getting along with with George at the time, so yeah, that that pretty much yeah. sealed the deal for me to put him on there. So yeah, and uh, we'll go into the next person uh, where Pucci was in the car when he got shot up with uh, Chen. So go ahead, Dick. Yeah. You can tell us a little bit about Chen. William well, Chen Walker. He was killed April seventh, uh, April fourth, two thousand. He was thirty seven years old. James. Yeah, Chen was Chen was my cousin's my first cousin's boyfriend. Uh, I met Chen a couple of times wherever dealt with him and been around him. My cousin had some little functions at the house that I would go to, and he would be there. Uh, 
real cool guy. Real cool guy. Wasn't, you know, a loud person. You know, real cool. And from the times we met, he was always like, what you need? What you need? I got you. I got it. No, y'all in my house. I, I got this. So he was always cool. So I wanted to make sure he was on there. Uh, my people looked at it and just like, y'all still remembering him? Yeah, I remember all of these guys from there. It, it's like a nightmare that won't go away. So, yeah, I remember all these guys. So real good brother. And he was with, he was with Poochie when he was killed. When he got killed, and Poochie was Pucci. shot and injured. Yes, correct. Survived well, that shooting. Correct. Actually, him and Poochie were best friends at the time, and that's what killed me because I thought Poochie switched on Chin and and had him killed. So, I mean, I'm thinking one way, but it didn't actually go that way, and. My cousin even said that they were best friends. He wouldn't do him like that. So even they, though Pooch was in the car with him, you thought maybe there was a chance that he was involved in it, only, even though only, he got shot too? Only because that 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 Poochie was like got 100 with George, and they was like tight. So whatever George did, I... I'm, you know, lead you to believe that I'm this not, is how you. We're doing. not going to sit up here and build George up like he was. No, we he ain't was a hitman. He was a hitman. Like the one that he was tight with, and the reason why they all were associated with him was because of this fool, Roderick Reed. They called Little Rod, who was the main connect out there with the drugs, and they all was working for him. Well, I mean, it it just goes to say that once those guys start hanging together, hey, one do something, they all guilty to me. And if you go at the one, you got to go at all of them. No loose ends. Yeah. All right. Any any last thoughts on on Chin? What do you think of uh, Reggie that he put him on the shirt? Well, I have no problem with. It. <laughs> I I I I love history, and to know you know people is fascinated with these the characters, and um, the individuals, and so um, hey, that's how you get to know it. That's how you shoot rumors and and, and bullshit down that's put out by people that um, in my line in my mind, had nothing to do with the guys or even know what they were if they walked in and slapped them in their face while they're sitting at a restaurant and um, that likes to speak on them. So out of the five on the shirt, Chin was killed first out of the five in 2000. I believe Suge yeah. was still in prison. He didn't. He wasn't released yet when that one happened. Correct. And he, I think, was he released in 2001? Uh, he was released August the 3rd, 2001. Okay. So let's go on to the third person on the shirt. David Brim Dave Dudley, March 25th, 2001. He was killed. Oh, man. This one. I've been, I've been knowing this little guy. His brother, his big brother is, is my homeboy. We was 100 since the third grade. They lived across the street from the school. And uh, from Stephen C. Foster. And I always thought little Dave was going to be from the hood because they lived there. But they moved. And the next time I seen him, he was Brim Dave. He's a grown man now. And me and Tom Tong hung out so much that, man, this this guy right here. So when I put Lil Dave on the on the shirt, Lil Davey was killed in front of my house. 1609, he's killing. And and he was coming to pretty much let my brother know that these guys got a hit on him. And Somebody went back and told them that little Dave was was our like family to us. 
which they didn't know. Nobody knew Dave knew our family and was that close. So the same, these guys sat and waited till he walked out the house with him and his girlfriend. And when he went to put his key in the car, they pulled up, got out, and sprayed him with AK. I think little Davey was shot 23 times. He was lit up. Yeah. His girlfriend was shot. I think, did she lose her arm? Yeah, she lost her arm. She lost her arm. She, she thank God, she, she was pregnant, and she had saved her kid. But he was killed right in front of our house, man. And, and this was done. My grandmother's house was right next door. Caused them to move out to Hemet after that happened. Matter of fact, they ended up selling their house to to uh, to oh, Jane's sister because yeah. uh, they had to get out of there because it was like there were so many shots that was fired at at that location. They thought it was a war going on, but um, well, they actually had two AKs, yeah, and they shot him up with two AKs. So imagine looking at his body right there by the door. You know what I'm saying? So that's two shooters then. Two shooters yeah, shot two Dave. Shooters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in a yeah. van. Doors open. Any, open if y'all door. know anything about a guy that loves with the mo of, of having a van and and shooting up people with AK, then you know who did who's responsible for that. We all know who it is. Um, and um, it, it was in result of sending Buntry a message is what it really was about from a law enforcement um, point of view. Yeah, where they actually let little David know. We know what you're doing. We know you're over here. Yeah, but they followed him over there to shoot him. No, Lip Dog. Well, I mean, I ain't going to speak with you and go back and forth. Yeah. But we had a guy in the neighborhood that was basically scared, and he was going back and forth with with intel. Yeah. And, And a couple of these guys, that's the result of what happened. When you got a half-assed loyal cat on your team yeah. and you feeding him, but then he go to the next cat for five more dollars than what you giving me, and then he telling everything. So it was it was it was a sad day, and for him to die like that, for I mean you'll never want to see nothing like that in your life. Um, you say overkill. <laughs> yeah. And this is all in result of the uh, the next person on your list. Now, yeah. were you maintaining relationships with law enforcement in Compton where you were able to find out what was going on, even though at this time you was working as a death row employee? Yeah. Um, my father was uh, still employed with the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department uh, during some of this, and he was running the gang unit and the uh, homicide unit during some of these when it was Compton PD. So most of these, if not all of them, are unsolved or open cases. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, they basically took it. Well, the person that responsible for most of them was doing life in jail. Yeah. For something else, though. Yeah. It don't matter. He's in jail for life. <laughs> all right. So um, the next person you had on your shirt, James, was Henry. Well, let's Hendog. go into the V-Dog. Okay. That's the one. Oh, well, that's the one. Uh, you talking about Vince? Yeah. Vince ain't on it. Vince on a, is oh, not oh, on the oh, shirt. No, we don't okay. talk about But we, okay. could, we, we could talk about We'll come back to Vince. Right, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought he was on it. Okay. But we'll, um, Henry Hendog Smith, 33, was killed on October 16, 2002, and it was credited with designing probably the most famous logo in music history. Exactly. Hendog lived at our house. Most of, most of the guys in the neighborhood lived at our house. At one point in time, 
Um, he was. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million-dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to just go to. Uh, Hendo, me and James have different opinions on on on, on this incident. Um, Hendo uh, left work, left Death Row Records. Um, uh, he was working the graveyard shift, uh, watching the building at night. I was gone from Death Row at that time, and my security was gone as well from Death Row at now that time. Now we're talking about the building on San Vicente and Wilshire. Yes, okay. eighty two hundred Wilshire. I mean eighty. It's really 8200. It's really an address in L.A. on San Vicente, but somehow we got got the address of 8200 Wilshire, which I own. I was the owner of that building. Um, but anyway, um, he was going home, on his way home, and uh, he stopped at a gym that he taken over on um, Imperial in Vermont in the Denver Lanes area. This is where, where James and I differ. Uh, I believe... Uh, uh, he was sitting in the car. His kid was in the back seat of the car, and um, they were going. They were looking for an apartment in that area. 
Uh, they didn't have cell phones. Most people don't know. Back in the nineties, it was hard to have cell phones. It was two thousand two, but still, well, cell phones. But he were didn't very, have a cell phone. Yeah. But they wasn't as in everybody's hand like we have them now. And um, so they stopped at a phone booth, and um, uh, his girl got on the phone to call someone, and someone rolled up on a bicycle while he was sitting in the car on the driver's side and shot and killed him with his kid in the back seat. I believe that Verlaine is responsible. However, James, to my opinion, as from conversations we had before, I think he differs on that. Now, was it expected that Hendog was going to be at this location? It was, uh, 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 Some people would suspect his woman of setting him up. Well, every guy on this paper was followed. Everybody was set up. And there, would you agree with that, Red? I would agree with that. The only so, reason that I don't is because of the bicycle, but go ahead. Well, I mean, the bicycle, I mean, it, I mean, it, 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 the way Hendog was my little brother. Hendog became a little cousin to us, to, to Mom James, Timmy Room, Bunch Real, my mother, to my sisters. Hendog uh, had a key to our house. He came in and left when he wanted to. That was our little brother. And he, you never seen him hurt nobody unless it was on some, like, some real BS, some real shit. Um, he, they, they killed him. Um, somebody felt the need to kill him. You know what I'm saying? And to just a disrespectful kill. That was my little brother. Yeah. Now, he was... Was he was he in Vegas the day Pac was killed? Was he in the lobby? No. No. Okay. Some people said he, he was, was probably at the club, but he wasn't one of the ones in the entourage. Okay. All right. Well, another open case unsolved. That's LAPD. Don't blame that one on Compton. <laughs> no, I'm not blaming it on anyone. I, I don't blame the police for any unsolved cases because you don't know the specifics of it. But. Um, the last person on your shirt, James, is William Chin Walker, April 4th, 2000. We just did, Chin. I'm sorry. Your Alpha. brother is the last person on the shirt. Yeah. Your blood brother. Your, um, the guy that you you introduced him to Suge. Yeah. And um, it's obvious you put him on the shirt because that's your bro. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to just put him on the shirt. Let me... Every time, every every time I get here, I get teary eyed and shit. So I'm gonna try to do this one without it. <clears throat> uh, me and Bunchy fought all the time over half of the shit that was going on with that rope. I never expected for him to lose his life, bringing him and 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 telling him that okay, got a spot for you. Buntry, George, none of these guys knew Suge. You might have knew of him, but you never dealt with Suge. Never. Um, Buntry's whole thing was, okay, I got a job. I I ain't got to do what I was doing. I ain't got to violate my parole no more. Which he was doing that every day. He walked out the damn house. He was violating it. He was doing something. Uh, he flying out of town with sugar, whatever. 
But I mean, you know, your brother, and when he died, I, I pretty much said it was my fault that that he's gone. Um, Why? Because you introduced him to Suge in the first place. That and that, if if me and Alton would like physically fought a couple of the fights we had, then I think he would have seen the picture and seen what I saw coming. What I saw coming. And he thought it was easier if I walked away. When I when I was done with, with Suge them, it was it was more for him to do him and the way he was getting down. And man my brother, he wasn't a saint. None of us was. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's just cold that my brother was killed by the things that I represented, the things that I believed in, solely believed in. And maybe if, if my brother wouldn't have been killed by the homies, I'd probably be in the same, still doing the same shit I was doing. I'd probably be over there in the hood, the big homie. But um, I just I just thought doing the shirt and putting him on the shirt is I'm just going to always remember my brother. And that's me letting him know that I'm still here. You didn't go away in a year. You 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 still here. I'm still thinking Elaborate about Elaborate on that for the kids, James, on why you said you will still be over there and why you got away. Elaborate on because that's a point that, that's going to go over a lot of people here. What you mean? Why you walked away from the hood or why you uh, don't, don't deal with the guys that's still over there in the hood like that. Well, I would basically be a damn fool if I stayed in the hood knowing what killed my brother. Uh, being a blood wasn't, my purpose was not, wasn't killing bloods. I was involved in the total opposite. Bloods was, I didn't have problem with bloods. Uh, for the last 17 years, it, none, it, it don't matter to me right now. You know, uh, let's just Alton changed my life, man. And saying that, and you, you, you expressed that to me before that you still love the neighborhood. You just can't hang with them. Or I be can't with them. be a part of exactly. anything that killed something of mine that you love. Uh, but do you think that you're putting too much of the guilt on yourself because, I mean, blaming yourself for a homicide that you had nothing to directly to do with, I think, is putting too much blame. Well, he's not saying what he really wanted to say about he wanted to make James pulled me to the side and told me Reggie get away from this shit you need to get away from this well he called me Junie um, because that's what most people that I grew up with called me because I was a junior and they say Junie but he's like little Red Junie get away from this shit that shit ain't worth it that nigga ain't right that nigga is playing niggas against each other and so if he tell, told me that who was like a brother you know what he really told his real brother. And that's what the guilt that he has is that he didn't make him and pull him aside and really show him the examples of how the dude was playing us against each other. We had the talks. And everybody out there know, if if I've been shot by Crips four times, four different occasions, not not my homies, not my, not, not my cousins, Alton was killed by the homies. Cats that I sit here and talk about slept in my house, had keys to my house. Slept in the same motherfucking room together. And then this is the result of what I get for being who I am 
and what I'm doing, I'm giving these guys 100. I'm I'm taking a penitentiary chance. I went to the penitentiary for the neighborhood. I disrespected my mother for my neighborhood. I disrespected my sisters. Everything. The hood was everything to me. Everything to me, man. And when you when when just betrayal, brother, just betrayal. And I'm getting a lot out of it now. I'm posted, you know, sitting back, playing my gun, saying I should go out and do this and do that. But what good am I? If I did something then, who would have my grandson now? I got him because I didn't. And I'm and I'm and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Man, that's like that's powerful because. Not everyone's going to react or respond in the same way when they lose a brother. Exactly. And I think you should be commended for how you handled it then and how you continue to handle it. Right, Reg? Yeah. Oh, I, I totally agree. I, I I respect and I commend him. That's why I want all of this that we're doing to work for more so James than myself because the show that getting away and walking away is the right thing and, and there's something good and positive to happen out there I love that I know a lot of people sitting back and wondering why uh, um, Buntree got killed by one of the homies or something like that and we'll get into that later there's something dealing with the incident with Vincent Buchanan but we done touched on this death row stuff too much I know we want to get on get on another topic yeah and I wanted to but ask we'll touch on it we promise you guys we'll touch on the Vincent Buchanan situation before we move on to that I just want to ask both of y'all did you guys personally ever feel threatened that you was next like, maybe you can get caught in the mix. Well, like I said, we'll talk about the Vincent Buchanan situation because <laughs> Every... it, it was my name, it was Suge's name, and it was Buntry's name that was on the list for the reason that people suspected. Uh, I kept my pistols on me 24 hours a day, no matter where I went. Every day, for the last, from, from, from 2002 to now, I don't go nowhere without it. I don't want to hear nobody tell me, nigga, you woo. I'm, I I don't have a. I'm gonna kill you and be done with it. I don't got no time for conversation. I'm I'm just being good with with this here, with this here. All of these guys, I have moved on. I'm I'm raising my grandkids now. Uh, I'm in a good place. Just let me stay in a good place and everybody happy. Everybody happy. All those guys that want a game bang, y'all got that. Y'all got that. Y'all can do that. Y'all don't have me interfering in none of that. Y'all do what y'all do. I just say for 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 cats to feel that they got loose ends or whatever. I've been waiting seventeen years to be a loose end. I've been waiting seventeen years. Now, do you think there's still some residual no. like hatred still going on in the streets no. related to what was going on in two thousand one, two, and three? Or can we say most of this conflict is over? Yeah, it's, that it's, that that part, <laughs> niggas still like to talk behind our backs, or not so much mine because everybody know what my situation was, but behind James' back because he it's like he turns his back on the hood or on left the hood, but he's pretty much saying, "Leave me alone, and I'll leave you guys alone." Fuck that blood in blood out stuff. I still love the hood. I still love where I grew up at, but leave me alone. Haven't I done enough? Haven't I lost enough? Has he? That's well put, Reg. I like that. I'm going to use that in the next one. <laughs> I feel better now. Excuse me for crying in front of you, Miss Lady. I didn't. I don't normally do that. But it's, it's just a touchy subject for me because I think about 
my brother every day. Every day. When I see my nephew, when I see his grandkids that he never <clears throat> got a chance to see. Um, it's always a what if. If Alton was here, he'd be loving them girls. They'd be on their granddaddy. My daughter was the only niece he had that can go in the backyard. He raised pet bulls, and they were some vicious dogs. My daughter would go back there with him. Them dogs wouldn't bark at her. Them dogs wouldn't stretch at her. She would get on the backs of them and ride them. Let one of the boys, my nephews, go back there. They'd be ready to eat their ass up. <laughs> but he was at a special little bond with my daughter that she loved animals to death right now in the day. Right now in the day. So, you know, just the impact of 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 Alton, um, and I'm and I want everybody to know there's nothing like a brother. There's no such word as am I my brother's keeper. I can't watch him all the time. I'm not there. I wasn't there when this happened. Because if I was, it might have turned out different. But, you know, these guys killed him at a gas station, pumping his gas. You know, he didn't even see it coming. So. You want yeah. to say something, Red? No, no, no. Um, I, I got it. Uh, just to clear up some records, some rumors out there that when I'm always talking about the old white men, uh, that people been, you know, because we've been quiet on these subjects for so long, uh, they got stuff mixed misconstrued uh mixed up messed up fucked up <laughs> whatever the word is but uh Buntry was in my car uh, uh my vehicle that was owned by me um but there's been rumors out there that we done heard that we you know gonna go ahead and clear up now for those that's been misguided or misled where they say my father reggie senior who was the a captain at the shared well captain at the city of compton police department was in the vehicle with him no, Reggie Senior was not in the vehicle when Buntry got killed. He wasn't the one running down the street when he got killed and shot and killed. The only thing that we had that was involved in, with that situation at that gas station was the vehicle was owned by me, which then there half, like I told you earlier, the building that Death Row owned uh, was owned by me. The publishing, uh, music publishing on most of the songs uh, that was later later released was owned by me. Uh, the um, the automobiles that Shug drove around pretty much in every day, about five of them was owned by me. So, and Buntry was his guy, and uh, we decided to get him a 2001 Denali that was owned by me. Was that an issue for you, James, that he was killed in a car that belonged to Reggie? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I mean, and the only reason that these subjects brought up because people out there put it out. Reggie Senior, because they knew where I was, so they, you know, but Reggie Senior was in the vehicle when when he got killed, and it was a setup. That was all BS, but uh, we know who was in the car with him. Yeah. But Reggie Senior and Junior, his whole family, uh, always been good to us. We've we've always had a close bond. They lived a house away from us. Your auntie lived in a house in the middle of us. Yeah, Jackie and Nene. Jackie and Nene and them, and then yeah. your yeah. mom and dad house. Yeah. We used to uh, go to his grandma and them house and go to grocery stores for him and yeah. and pick avocados out of trees for for his grandma and granddad. Um, I would never think that, that they would have anything, and everybody know that that's not Reggie Wright, get down. So 
Everybody that's thinking like that or thought like that is stupid. But we can be manipulated. And YouTube and people with DVDs and stuff like that can manipulate. And they just throw something out and it become factual. <laughs> and yeah. you wouldn't believe how many people out there would be like, oh, Reggie Sr. was in the car when Bunchy got killed. And he ran and took off and, and left him. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? If any day he got I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. That is a crazy rumor. Yeah, that is. Now, that's the five people on the back of your shirt, James. Uh, we're going to just mention one more person, um, Vince V. Buchanan, because he's closely associated with... with, with um, so you're going to make us talk about it tonight, Just real huh? quickly, and no, we'll Vincent move on. Was, Vincent was a, a good friend of mine uh, over there in Fruittown neighborhood. Uh, I go over there, go to house parties over there back in the days and get a, a dice game going. Uh, I'm watching his back while... I, he watching mine. He was a real good brother. And when he was killed, man, it was like, what the, you know what I'm saying? Now, it was, it was, this shit here was just getting so out of hand because you had guys going to different neighborhoods, popping up in different neighborhoods, giving them ultimatums on either join us or, you know, or lay down. Or you're you a done situation. You know, Vincent was one of the guys who wasn't having it. I never seen him in, involved in none of this, to my knowledge. So when I heard about Vincent being killed, I was pissed off. I was I was mad at everything that had to do with death row. I was so pissed off. Uh I had to go visit Suge. I had to I had to cuss my brother out. I had to I, I mean everything that was on there, I had to get at him because Man, this this is a good cat right here. This is a good dude right here. So and that must have happened later because Sugar was in in, in prison when uh. No, I'm just saying killed. I hated yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. So I know where everybody was at. Oh, I okay. know where they all, <laughs> all was right. at. Well, the way you, I just don't want no, people to. No, I ain't saying I ain't implicating nothing. Well, I'm you, just you, saying you made it seem like Defro has something to do with no, it. No, what I'm saying is I was mad at Defro. I was mad at bunch of them because when it first came out, it was said that should correct had it done. Yeah. So. That's enough for me. All right. What is dude? What? Why, why well, is this, we got to clear it up now. <laughs> Let's but go no, into it now. No, but Vincent, Vincent was a was a, a, a. I think Vincent was two years older than me. He was he was a good brother. Everybody that lost their lives doing this situation and, and and everything else, all of these cats were givers. That was givers. You, you you didn't have not one of these cats that sit in a pack with you and say, let me hit that drink. They either bought drink, bought the weed, did this. They was all givers. No sit back, let me hit that cigarette kind of nigga. All of these guys were good guys. That was with it. And they all contribute to they hoods, to 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 the Paru car. They all represented well. And this is this is where I say is a damn shame because a lot of the good guys lost their lives. Not none of the weenie guys. Not none of the guys that sitting out here and and with the funny shit. None of those guys. Everybody is under a rock when these cats is getting killed. And when these cats are getting killed, there's no retaliation. Who are you gonna retaliate on? You're killing your own people. Now it's time to go. Now it's time to quit. But, you know, I'm so furiated today that my brothers and them, my brother won't quit and wouldn't walk away from this shit. 
You know what I'm saying? So now that I hear my baby brother on this list. Oh fuck! Let me go holler at this dude, Shug. Let me let me go because it's time for him to go. Cause if he ain't here, ain't no more cash being put out. He can't pay for this shit. So let me cut the head off this chicken. You feel me? So this is a whole different another story, but that's how it is. And Vincent was a good guy. All of these guys, I I would I would go to war with. And there's nobody that hear this broadcast can even come in and say none of them guys wasn't worth a dime, wasn't worth shit. Is it fair to say that all six of these homicides are death row related killings or is it some of it street shit that's not related to death row? How would you characterize these six homicides? All right. Let me, I, uh, the Vincent Buchanan definitely was uh, something that death row got blamed for that had nothing to do with um, with with anything. It was just what happened was Vincent was uh, was kidnapped uh by guys that were dressed up like police officers, handcuffed and dropped off in front of a dropped off in a in, in front Killed of a him and put him in the cemetery in the cemetery in front of the uh, in Compton. Uh, why? How? Uh, I know. I understand why my name got brought up in there because of the police aspect and the uh, the handcuffs and all of that. Why Buntry name got brought up into it? Why Suge names See, got brought up in it? Different story. Let me let me stop you right there. There was one particular cat at a, at our house while we were playing chess and drinking our coffee. Lip dog, he's sitting here. The comment came up that they had a picture of V uh, being killed, and that Buntry so called himself supposed to had it. So that in particular, that person went and took it upon himself to go tell those cats. They got a picture. Buncher got a, a video of VHS tape. Yeah, of, of Vincent being killed. Torture. Now, Torture. Now, when, yeah. So when that happened, there's only one motherfucker that was in there. Lip dog. So this cat, now the police is raiding the FBI and everybody raiding the house. Looking for, they took computers, they took everything that was associated with. Looking for the VHS with. tape. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, it's safe to say all of these guys is tied into it, and not even the guys that we got here. There's bam, 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 and bam. Yeah, and let me tell you from the law enforcement aspect of how all of this ties in. David Brim is the guy that was suspected of being the, the Brim, was suspected of— Brim Dave. Brim, Brim Dave was suspected of being the uh, the shooter or one of the guys that tortured— and kidnapped Vincent Buchanan. Who house he hanging at now going to visit? Buntries. Police. And who's running death row at the time? Because she was in prison when this happened. Reggie. And then handcuffs and all of that. So you were who, getting blamed for some of this stuff. I said the three. Suge, because Buntry and myself worked for Suge. And who got the money to do it? Or For what reason, I don't know why they think Suge has something to do with it. Because he didn't, other than what James has explained about uh, the VHS tape was supposedly Buntry was supposedly been watching or had possession of that uh, that they heard, and so that was pissed off Little Rod and Georgia now, and that's why I said earlier that uh, they made an example or they shot Brim in front of Buntry House, sending him a message. Uh, 
No, was this VHS tape a, a real thing or is that no. just a rumor? No, just a rumor. I never saw it or heard about it. It was brought up and said because we was having a conversation in there about everybody getting killed and about the guys that was killed before him. And Ben Buntry wouldn't see an eye to eye because, you know, I'm, I'm your brother. I'm, I'm if, if somebody do something to you, I got you. You know what I'm saying? So let's be on the same page. These guys is talking this and that on you. So the conversation came up. I said, watch, Buntry. And I, I mentioned that. Lip Dog sitting on the couch in the living room. We sitting at the table in the kitchen playing chess. And the next thing you know, uh, here come uh, Top Cat and, and somebody else come to the house talking L- a bunch of about this. Lil Rod. And Lil Rod talking about it. <clears throat> and after that, If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The feds came. They raided. Now every, all hell is breaking loose. They want this tape. They they going to everybody looking for this tape. So people really believed it was yeah. real. And oh, I yeah. was the one that put it out there and said that to Lip. Lip hurt us. And, 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 and they make it seem like all of this is condensed and right next to each other. But you got to understand that all of this is spread it apart. What day did Vincent be killed? Well, you don't have it in front of you. But Vincent got killed, I think, in 99, 98. We're talking 2001, 2000. No, no I think killed. it was 2001. No, it was 2001. It wasn't that soon. It wasn't that soon. It yeah. wasn't that soon. It, all that didn't happen that soon. 2000, brother. It might be 2000, but Wait not 2001. Wait a minute, I can tell you right now. Yeah. But, yeah. So, anyway, that's um, that's what's up with V-Dog. And, um, Rest in peace to all them brothers. Yeah. 
And if you want to check out James' shirt, go to the Gangster Chronicles Instagram page, and there's some pictures of all the close-ups of everyone on that shirt. I mean, we could talk about this for oh, days and days and days. Right? That's why I said the Vincent Buchanan thing can <laughs> yeah. go for. We'll, we'll, we'll save uh, yeah. some of that for another day. Exactly. And let's move on to this week was the anniversary of what I call the Los Angeles Rebellion. <laughs> some people call it a riot. Others call it a revolt. Um, and 1992, this was really the early stages of death row, right? Right, right when, this, uh, yeah. when the uprising happened. Yeah. And peace treaty came out of it from, from Watts. And I guess the first question I have is, was the riots, was the revolt, was the, was the rebellion a good thing for Los Angeles? Did Los Angeles need a revolt like that to wake up the city officials, to wake up local government, to wake up the police in order for some changes to take place? I said before, it, it made cops uh, be more accountable. Uh, I remember after the end of police pursuits, it used to be common, or it used to be a common practice to kick ass, and 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 um, you got your ass whooped after uh, uh, we had to chase you, and um, being involved in a pursuit, and it made the riots and all of that made people stop, uh, cops at least wake up and say, hey, this is not right, this is not how you know uh, the community want us to be, be policed and uh, one policing going on. And so that was something good. I, people were starting to get the camcorders and the, uh, and, the, and the tapes and all of that at that time. And so now things, you know, so cops were being um, on their toes and be, hey, somebody come out with a VH camera on your butt and tape what's going on. And if you're doing something wrong, your butt might go to jail. So that was something that's good and came out and people was being educated. Uh, you remember it was a cop from Long Beach, the ex-retired cop from Hearthorn that had that incident in Long Beach. The one that got his head thrown through the glass. Well, <laughs> but if you look at it slowly, you'll see he, he did that, but it, you know, with his arms. But that's another subject. But but he was still done wrong. He shouldn't have been did that way. But he, in my opinion, you know, I was law enforcement then, so I think he broke that that glass on purpose with his arm, but. The whole thing was the contact. How did they bring him out of the car? That was the issue. He had no reason to be bringing this man out of the car and frisking him and doing him like that. Uh, well, um, you got to look at it at the at that time when they got the the guilty verdict. I mean, not guilty. Everybody was furiated. Like, I mean, me personally, I'm sitting in the county jail fighting attempted murder at the time during the, during the during Rodney the King beating or the yeah, v- verdicts during the verdict. And everybody started coming in the county jail, but everybody was coming in there for at least trying to set a fire, looting, or doing some stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? But I'd have been out there doing the same thing if I was out there on the street because everybody is pissed off and this is everybody running amok and doing their thing. So people weren't pissed off about that. People were just trying to take advantage of a situation is what I believe. You don't think that, that... was the black people were pissed off because these white guys got off from beating the shit out of black man, and they got it on camera, on film, and then they get a not guilty verdict. It was a lot of black people, people pissed off. People were upset, but the riots and 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 the destruction, the billion dollars of tearing up and burning and all of that was was done because people were just found out that law enforcement can't control that they lost control, and 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 that numbers have more power than. Than, than than the law there, 
And and that was the the basic of that. Um, What's your opinion of the why way? Why you didn't go to Beverly Hills and tear it up if you may? But go, because go they to, couldn't why get you over didn't there. go to the Simi Valley? You can go. We can, well, you got cars and stuff like that. Why you didn't go, <laughs> no, go to Simi cut, Valley and tear it up? You tear up. You tore up. We cut off. We cut off the areas. We could. Nothing happened over there with Kmart Shopping Center and a, and the Compton Swap Meet and all of that stuff. The the, the tax, the places that was bringing money into the the pawn shop, uh, uh, Mike's. Nothing happened into the areas. The only Beverly places, Hills don't have the type of people, L.A. people in the area. I'm at saying, the time. but if you're mad, that's where you go. You don't go and tear up what's around you. You shouldn't have. Well, we talking about I'm saying people just took advantage. They just saw, hey, there's nothing the police can do. When they saw that man, Reginald Denny, getting the shit kicked out of him and beat, and no police was coming to respond because they knew that they wouldn't, they couldn't do anything and control it, that's when people were like, oh. Now, you're talking about the looters. That's what I'm talking about. But we have people that were burning properties down. Looters. Same people. We don't know if those are the same people. Same people. Uh, yeah, people Same going people. around with cocktails just Same burning people. down the Chinese, the Asian people's That's shit. all that owned this stuff in Compton <laughs> at the time. But yeah, they was, I read out. a study that a um, significant amount of the damage was done by Korean owners. Themselves? Uh, no, I'm saying a lot of the, the damage was done to Korean-owned oh, property, yeah, yeah, I should say. Yeah, Korean-owned property. That's so that means it was a target. That was the owner. No. It was, well, we had this had the uh, Natasha. Natasha Harlan, the, the, the Natasha Harlan yeah. thing, where we're still upset behind that, where the Asian lady shot the uh, the little young Soon girl. Soon Jadu shot Miss um, Harlan's in the back of the head. Oh, and got probation. I, I still don't understand that judge. Probation, I, but, well, and the mad, jury did their job. The jury found her guilty. Yeah. The so judge if we the mad, one. if we mad, why didn't we recall that judge? What did we do to that judge? What? Did, why didn't we go after that judge? That's what you people have to do when you're mad. And yeah, upset. but people don't, they don't have faith in the system, you exactly. know. So, but we have people, we have leaders. That's what our leaders are supposed to be doing, and and, and do that. But at the time, our leaders were Chief Daryl Gates, leader of the LAPD. We had Mayor Tom Bradley. Got rid of him. You see how quick he got. And and so and Tom Bradley, they got rid of Tom Bradley pretty quickly. So I mean, th- that was the beginning of of change in our local government. Correct. And I think it was the change. To and, the, and your question was, was it a good thing? And, and I was just saying the good things that happened from it. Yeah, it I mean. That I, taught law enforcement to do it. That's when they realized, okay, Daryl Gates' way of policing is no more. And that's when they tried to bring Willard Williams in, you know, and they started doing the, um, the police, what they call it, community, community policing. policing and stuff. Yeah, I think that sometimes a, a city needs a good <clears throat> revolt and needs a wake-up call. A billion dollars worth of destruction. Hey, I mean, think about how the United States was formed and created from 13 colonies to 50 states. Let me ask you. And, ask and, you. and the cost to build this great country, right? Exactly. Let me ask both of y'all a question. If you didn't have the riots, what do you think would have went some of the, the, these police officers? What kind of message was they perceived out of, we got found not guilty and nothing happened? No. These black people accepted they learned. that. They Sorry. learned when they were sitting their ass in that courtroom, and then when they when the feds after they the state dropped the they beat the state case, and then the feds picked it up. That's how you teach people lessons: send their ass to jail or send them through the system. No, I'm saying if that's all the cops learned. The riots we did not make overtime and made a whole bunch of money. But isn't it unfortunate <laughs> that the, they couldn't get a conviction at state court that the feds had to come in and charge these officers with civil rights violations against Rodney King? Because the state the system. system did not work. But they tried. It ain't like they just dropped the case. It was DA rejects. 
Yeah, they, but they they now if you're upset that they took them to took it to semi uh, semi valley. Absolutely. That may now that's a reason for debate. Say, well, why did you take it from the their peers, which we all supposed to be, you know, of our peers, and took it to semi valley? Then that's an argument. I guess I'm not sure if that's called a change of venue because it's within the it same. It's it in out. the same county though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but semi valley people, yeah. you know, just like. But yeah, that trial should have never took place in semi valley. But yeah. I guess the prosecution felt so confident in the case because exactly. it was on video. Yeah. We can prosecute this anywhere and exactly. get a guilty verdict. Didn't happen. So that means that the that the system does not work in Simi Valley or doesn't work with the type of people in Simi Valley which is a law enforcement town isn't it for the most part it wasn't part. so much uh, the law enforcement town it was just that just like I told you we used to think it was okay to um to deal with people the way you did after the pursuit you run from the police make us chase you all over the streets you got your ass whooped after the end of a pursuit that was Fact that was like in writing that was going to happen, but it took that incident being on VHS. This thing Rodney King probably be just now getting out of jail if that man wouldn't have been videotaping that incident, um, or at least he would have did fifteen to twenty years for yeah. what for the invading and they were trying to get him on a robbery. Uh, they, they, they. I'm sure they would have said he was. I don't resistant think he. Had, I don't and, think he committed any crime. Well, he, except he, evading. In, in, invading. Uh, they were trying to make him on a robbery case. <laughs> they was. They was. They. They would have. Would have even got him on that robbery case. He surely would have got a resisted arrest, an assault on a police case. That wouldn't have carried. Based on what? Based on their testimony to justify all of those beatings, but he's getting hit and tased, and he's he's defending and protecting himself. What would have happened? Well, they if, got if they didn't have that VHS tape. He was under they, the influence. Nah, I don't. I think all those drug tests were negative. I don't think he uh, was on. He, he was under the sure. He was under the nah. influence of PCP. What y'all don't see on the tape was Rodney King got out, flicking off the police, grabbing, grabbing his his balls and yeah, his dick, throwing off. I'm just telling you wait, what, wait, what you, happened. I'm how not do you saying. know that happened if it wasn't on tape? Because the tape started late. But then, but how do you know what happened before the tape this started? Was testimony. Y'all don't remember the testimony? Nah. Yeah. Well, that's what. That I mean, was all okay, but that's just what but some I'm cops not are saying. saying. Is right? Huh? That's just something oh, that they're saying to justify. The CHP what, said it too. Who, who testified? Y'all don't know. It was a big old rap between LAPD and CHP after all of that happened. Yeah, because CHP actually had him in custody. There was no need for the well, LAPD. They were there. They just testified, and they weren't a part of the the, the assault. So they used them as witnesses. Versus informants, you know, or, you know, the suspect. They had to get up and testify to how they was treated at the hospital, how he was treated. The whole time was the CHP who was against them. They made them witnesses against the LAPD. LAPD. Yeah, I remember there was a commander named Bostick or Bostwick that actually testified, said those those are not the tactics that we train our officers to use the judge, out in the field. The judge, even I believe in federal court, said, Forty-eight of the uh, of the strikes were justified. Forty-eight. There was the ones after forty-eight that was unjustified. I I didn't see the reason for all of those blows because, from what I understand, well, the well, like I told you, that it, was normal prior to that, and I was saying that was the good thing that came from from that incident. Was well, then cops realized, hey, it shouldn't be happening. That's one we learned. Don't be doing that. Your ass gonna go to jail. You get caught doing that. But for I understand, the CHP 
was about to handcuff him and take him into custody when LAPD came, and then all of the conflict happened after the LAPD came. Well, how, how pursuits usually happen? Once they come in the city streets, the city police take care of it. Once it's on the freeways, then the, then the um, CHP do the, the the pursuing, and so it went off into the city streets, and so that's why the city police took over it. But it was was initially on the highway, which the CHP was the initiate the initiators of it. But they pretty much just gave it off to LAPD once it went into the city streets. But they could have kept that arrest, can't they? It's w- where the pursuit begins. Oh, they were. They're allowed to end that pursuit no matter what city it goes into. You talking about the CHP? Yeah, the CHP could follow that pursuit wherever it takes them. But they're not gonna have their whole all their resource following all the way down the street like that. So that's why you start using the resource from the other cities. You pass it off. It's like called passing it off. Well, it sounds like you're saying a little bit maybe Rodney King deserved what he got. I didn't say that. I know. I know you didn't say that, but it sounds no, as if that's not how. I'm, if I'm coming off that way, I'm just saying. You ask what good came from that, and I'm saying be, that's what good came from it because it made cops understand that this is not the right way to doing policing because prior to that, it was like normal. That's normal procedure in 1992. It wasn't written, but that's what happened. Well. And I'm not saying it was right, <laughs> but that's whatever. I'm not that's whatever. Well, it, it, it created the largest urban uprising in American history. No, that's not what created it. The well, not guilty verdicts for what we saw on that video tape, combination of things. The beating, yeah, the beating didn't create the the, the uprising because it happened the a year ro- later from the not guilty verdicts. It was LAPD not going immediately dealing with when Reginald Denny was getting his butt whooped when people realized that, hey, police ain't coming. They ain't doing nothing. Do, do y'all know how long Reginald B. Denny got beat? They were told to stand back. Cops couldn't even go and respond. We were watching this on TV. This man getting beat. I'm sure any law-abiding citizen wanted to go and jump into that. But fear allowed them not to. And no matter because he was a white man or, or what. If I was a black man and I lived in that area, I wouldn't try to go and stop that. Not being a police officer or not. Yeah, but the uprising was already no, in full. It didn't start until after that. No, nah, saw... there were park, Parker Center at Parker Center. It had already started. They were throwing things in the front it, door. That they were. They had the uh, the, the riot it, cops in, in the in the no, lobby of Parker Reginald Center. Reginald Denny announced not Reginald Denny. That beating with Reginald Denny is what started that riot. What started the uprising? Well, I, I think the uprising was already in full swing. And it, and and when when I saw. The white boy getting his ass whooped. Be honest, I was like, whoop his ass. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you might see it different. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it from the oh, street yeah, side. I this, this dude, these these guys beat the shit. Was beating this man, and then the video come out, and they still on the street. Wait a minute, if that was me beating a white boy, and they got it on video, I would be in the penitentiary doing thirty. 40 years, and they probably would have put an L on it. What you mean? They did go after those those four boys for beating that white man. They got found not guilty. No. Oh, what you calling them? Went to the penitentiary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they went to the penitentiary. Yeah, I think Damien did the most time, but eventually they all got out after a while. But goddamn, they did the same thing the police did. It's caught on film. Why y'all didn't let them out? It's, it's, it's... 
Uh, excuse me. The police, man, they get away with it every day. Every day. So do you think we've made a lot of progress from 1992, James? I, I, from 92? Yes. I, I, I believe so because... I think it would have been way worse if they would have never filmed this happening. And I think that it would have just got worse how the police was treating us back in them days up until now. Yeah, it probably it would probably been more killings if this wouldn't have happened because now they got to reevaluate everything that they're doing because they know they might get caught doing it. And, and as we see on TV, some of them is getting caught by this. If we didn't have this, they all walk because in, in, the, in the eyes of the law, a police officer is not wrong. You notice that whenever a cop is charged or indicted in these cases, it has to be on camera. It has to be. It's not the, the, the eyewitness testimony of a, a civilian is never enough to charge a police in like 90-something percent of these cases. It has to be on camera in order for the cops to, to be forced to be accountable for whatever they do. Exactly. And I think that Rodney King beating is an example of that. Even though they were found not guilty in state yeah. court, uh, they were found guilty in um, federal, federal court. court. I thought it was amazing back then that actually President George Bush, the first George Bush, he came on TV and said... What he saw was deplorable, and that they were going to have the Justice Department investigate it. But you got to remember what was happening for six days. You know, he had to end up saying he sent the Marines uh, down. Uh, Pete Wilson, who was the governor at the time, he sent the National Guards and city mayors. This has affected the city of Long Beach, Compton, L.A., Gardena. They were crying. They were. You know, save our city. They were people were burning their tax bases. You know, it wasn't all the big WalMarts and Home Depots and all that in the city. You had Compton Swap Me. <laughs> you know, we well, were lucky to have guard. Kmart. They had Coast Guard on no the, National the Guard. National Guard. The National Guard. The roof over there. Oh yeah. Just like they did in Beverly Hills, they protected all of that. Well, that you all of that happened here. later, though. I'm just saying, y'all, y'all make it seem like it happened that day. People weren't that smart. It took a while to go. But, yeah, people were starting to get smart to go down to L.A. and to Beverly Hills. But, like James said, they, they, they posted up there because they had to stop it. But all of that happened, you know, in, in within that six-day um, time, time frame. But I was on the streets. I think it was uh, actually three days. The watch was six days. The uh, watch they, riots. Well, they give this credit for six days. I think the watch riots of '65 was six days, and the '92 uh, was April 29th, the 30th, and then May 1st. I think May 1st it was a wrap, right? Mm-hmm. Could the 29th be. 29th to the April 29th, <laughs> May 2nd. I, I just read. And, and it took a while for it to die down, but you know, and they could be calling. Uh, the truths and when the gangbang was started getting together. A billion together. dollars in damage. All right, mm-hmm. let me have uh, final a question. A billion dollars in damage, 12... 1992 money. <laughs> 12,000 people hurt. I'm sorry. 12,000 people arrested and... um, it was something else. About 60 people died. 2, 000, yeah, 60-something people died and 2,000-something two, people hurt. And then in result of the riots. All right, before we wrap this show up, I want to um, ask this final question. Do you think that Los Angeles can have another uprising like that again? We had 1965, and then 27 years later, we have 1992. Could it happen again in our city? Yeah, if Donald Trump win in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm joking. I'm joking, U.S. Attorney. Nah, I, I, I'm with you. Don't <laughs> I'm be joking. joking. I am not calling if, for if, that. If Donald Trump win again, <laughs> we're in trouble. I nah. think there's so many distractions that the common citizen has that they're not really focused and keyed in on on like the politics of what's going on because everyone's on social media, they're in your, their phones, they're on Instagram, they're on Facebook. In 92, none of this existed. None of it. No. We know? just saw it on the news. ABC News, CBS. They, Most people don't media, even watch TV anymore. Media, yes they do. In the <laughs> 90s it was. I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm talking I'm about talking what, today. what made that riot grow is when they see this man getting beat and it wasn't because it, it was a white man. Like Jay said, that's like 95% of the people felt, oh, well, there's a white man getting his ass. Well, why is he driving that truck down? Why he got that job anyway? <laughs> why ain't a Mexican or a black man with that job anyway? You know, Florence and Normandy. But when they saw they was, was able to get away and the police wasn't doing nothing, it's when people were like, whoa, the police ain't doing anything about this. Just be, when 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 he was getting his ass whooped and snatched out that truck, it was other people getting beaten with bats and bricks and all that other shit. They weren't mad at black folks though. They weren't mad at black people. They were mad at white mad people. At, okay. It was white people that was mad. Oh, and he was, was just a white person man. that happened to be in at Normandy and Florence. Oh, now you now you going back? We talking about the riots and roots came out. And and you went to school and start beating up the white kids. Wasn't no white kids in our schools. Wasn't no white kids. In my school, it was white kids. Nigga, I went to the same school you went to. No, not no. I went to Drew too. I went to. Nigga, when you when Bruce came out, when Alice Haley came out in 1974, you was in the fourth grade. I was okay, in the second grade. and we beat up kids at school. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fellas. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles. I'm going to let Reggie and James argue about white kids getting beat at school. Please tune in again for another episode every Thursday. The Gangster Chronicles. What's that? And we out. Peace. This has been a Digital Soapbox Network production. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclip. 
Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrant's, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite.